Welcome to Married to Movies. Industry insiders John Russell and Tracy Kring live and work happily in cinematrimony. They're sharing behind-the-scenes adventures of writing, producing, and appreciating films. Good afternoon, babe. Good evening, babe. (laughs) (laughs) We are at the drive-in. We are at the drive-in, absolutely. (laughs) We're doing a remote. Yes, and we're we're trying to do a remote podcast, and we're trying to do video, which okay, I so think is really cool. I have this camera on a selfie stick, and I am shooting the back of the camera, the rearview mirror, in the mirror, so that I can see what I'm shooting. I'm going to take a picture. <clears throat> this rig, it's really cool. <laughs> I think there's a ton of headroom, but if I cut any more of the headroom off. I can't see. I also have to be very careful about bumping the microphone with my hat. Yeah, that's your own problem. I know. I don't know why you had to wear like a five million gallon hat. I'm sorry. I needed to wear this hat. This is kind of my Oppenheimer hat. We're not seeing Oppenheimer. I know. We're not seeing Oppenheimer. We're going to see the Meg 2. Well, you just found out, which I wish we would have had on camera. I was not happy. I was not happy about it. That we're seeing the Meg 2. It has gotten unbelievably bad reviews. What what happened? Well, this thing is just pointing right at my face. Is everything kind of moving around? (laughs) I. I love how like jerry rig this is. That's that's. I don't think you should say that word. That see, jerry rigged is fine to say. No, it's, it's not. That meant Germans. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. They called Germans Jerry in like World War Two and shit. I. You're not supposed to say jerry rigged. You know what's really weird is the way that disaster movies are now becoming true. Like they're finding. <laughs> much larger creatures in the ocean now yeah, because of climate actually, change and everything. Yeah, they saw something that was like a shadow that they were like, oh, shit, this is probably... This could be a megalodon. A megalodon. A megalodon, exactly. And how much of the day after tomorrow is now reality? I mean, not hmm. like the, you know, the actual freezing of the entire earth or anything. Well, the bomb cyclones and stuff. The bomb and... cyclones, absolutely. That That's one of the things. And also the uh, North Atlantic Current being uh, changed. Is that in that movie? Yes, that is. That's in that movie. Uh, it's the no. changing of the North Atlantic cur- and the all core. of the right and No, you're thinking of the core there. I don't think I'm thinking of the core. Yeah, remember yeah. No, that's not in the core. No, it's not. Yeah. No, the changing of the North Atlantic current yes. is one of the things that happens in the day. I mean, these are not quality movies. We're we're, we're you know, and we're, I'm expecting a quality movie here with Barbie. Wasn't um the guy from the office in the first the mag? Jason Statham? <laughs> what? From the office? <laughs> he was not in the office. <laughs> Which no, guy from like the office? He was like one of the scientists. He was like um, uh, Dwight Schrute. Yes. He was in the first Yes. Moment. He was like the like Elon Musk type that was yeah, like yeah. supporting and, everything. But I do. I think he got eaten. He did. I'm very excited about seeing... Uh, I'm more excited about the Meg 2 than Barbie, to Really? Be Why? Oh, look, that couple. They're so in love. Oh, my gosh. They're, like, wrapped and around each other. thin enough to actually be picked up by him. That's pretty crazy. But he was wearing out there. Yeah. He didn't make it many I mean, feet. it was adorable. I mean, yeah. is, is that something that you wish that I could do, is just, like, pick you up and carry you I've around? I've never liked 
that. Yeah, I don't know why one would want that. I don't like no, that. No, that doesn't sound like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, wait, no, seriously, you don't want to see Barbie? Um, I want to support women in film. Yes. And I, the thing, I don't want it to make me mad. It's not going to make you mad, babe. Okay. It better not. It's not going to make you mad, babe. You know, I hate it when opportunities are wasted, especially when it comes to the limited amount of opportunities. The movie has made women get. it has not been wasted. It has made one billion dollars. Mm-hmm. One billion dollars. Come on. Well, we'll see what the actual the reaction. First female of directed to film. Fund other female films will be. We'll see. I think one of the things I've really enjoyed about uh, just all of the talk about Barbie is hearing about how it was made by Greta Gerwig and uh, Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. And the, really, I, I would imagine the insurmountable task of dealing with, you know. Some really large corporations. The world's largest toy maker, you know, and some of the biggest filmmaking uh, companies and just this whole just mammoth idea. Margot Robbie was just like, Whatever anybody says and whatever problem anybody has, we are just going to keep going. Nothing is going to stop the project. Well, and honestly, that is the way you make a movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I was talking to a friend last night. There is no pause button. No, and there's no fast forward button. I was just talking to a friend last night. She's like, okay, well, I can't, I'm, not, I'm having a hard time raising the money for the complete show. So I just want to raise money to do the pod, like the pilot episode. Right. And I was like, okay, well, let's say that, okay, you have this amount of money and you have to make a pilot Saturday. You start making a what list. What are you going to do? What do you got to, what do you have to have? People. What do you already have? People can be very adverse to making lists. Yes. And I think that's really dumb. Well, I think that once you actually break something down to the components of what you have and don't have, mm-hmm. it becomes real. And that's when people start to... Yes, exactly. They when something becomes real, that's when they get scared. Well, and, and some people just like to talk about it. You yes. Know? Some people will always get stopped at that step of, am I going to turn this into a real thing or am I just going to keep talking about it? It may take a certain amount of talking about it in order to get the thing done. Right. But I always know with us that we're going to talk our way into it and not talk our way out of it. Talking your way into something is how it gets done. All of the process of, okay, this is what we have. This is what we don't have. This is what we need. Do we really need this? Are there other options? Right. Our thing of make a list and go get it. Make a list and go get it. Yes. Make a list (laughs) and also start growing your following. You know, start growing your Insta presence. Start growing. Because if you're going to mount a crowdfunding campaign, um, you're going to need a lot of people on your side. If you don't have any followers and you can't grow them, then look around you at the people that are around you and just start making calls. Maybe you don't even need a crowdfunding campaign. Maybe you just need to start making calls and see what people will give you right off the bat. She's like, well, I feel like people do want to give me money, you know, to help me get this pilot made. I'm like, we'll call them tomorrow. I I love the uh, scripture, you have not because you ask not. 
this is what I need, people. This is something that I am going to do. I'm going to do it with you or I'm going to do it without you. Oops, my, my hat head. Oh, <laughs> Sorry about that. It has so much brim. It's like in Dirty Dancing. This is my dance space and that is your dance space. <laughs> is that supposed to mean something to me? Yes, spaghetti arms, it is. Uh, you don't get the reference. I don't. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that are going, oh my God, she said spaghetti arms. But I don't know what you're talking about. Well, they're awesome. Yeah, they're the awesome people. That's right. You know who aren't awesome people? Men. Men. We were having a conversation with a, a female filmmaker where she was dealing with other men in her business and on the outskirts of her business and they well very very frustrating stories it's really frustrating because i think to myself you know oh i'm i'm really lucky i'm surrounded by all these great men you know all the men in my life are not like that but then you start thinking about the statistics of how many men commit violent crimes how many rapes happen every fucking minute and you're like <laughs> Statistically, I know some bad men. Look, I, and 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 we're not saying the stories that we were told were like, oh, you know, you know, the guys are out there, you know, and Jack the Rippering things. We're just talking about basically disrespect. It's disrespectful, and it's well, uh, and it's, at times it, it can border on assault. It can because here's the thing: guys have this thing where they will play around with the edges of. Being like, you yeah, know, it's cute or playful. Well, it's called grooming. I and and it's it's absolutely wrong. And what happens is guys are like trying out. Well, maybe if I'm flirty with this girl, maybe if I give her enough drinks, maybe you know, maybe if I you know God. start you know petting on her and you know start playing around and tickling her, tickling or rustling her. her, you know, all of this bullshit. Run. Yeah, all of Run. this stuff and. Basically, guys are trying to see how far they can get. And well, it's just creepy as fuck and don't do it. Well, keep your hands to your damn self. Okay, I thought you were talking about me with... No. Okay. No, I don't care what you do with your hands. <laughs> That's right. Just don't touch people, period. Like, I don't care if you're a man or a woman. Don't, don't go around touching people. I love people. those pictures of Keanu Reeves. Where he's like uh, always in the picture, stiff armed. His right, God. Sorry about that. Yeah, his his hands. He's never actually touching. No, and I've I've started to do that because I think that's a great idea. That's smart to do. You know, just not to be. You don't want to be a creep, man. What I see in you know guys, you know my age and younger and that type of thing is they're always trying to take the temperature of uh, a woman like i i wonder if she you know might be into me i wonder if she's hot but here's the thing what you're taking the temperature with is your dick it's, yeah. and you can't trust your dick no okay you have no ability to tell if a woman is interested in you or not no, interested and, in you and, unless the woman <laughs> literally tells you i am interested in you maybe don't scream so much I'm because sorry. there are little children around okay forgive me i'm sorry so I'm passionate about this, babe. Yeah, I'm glad because I feel like men don't keep other men in check. I agree. It's not a woman's job to fix the way that men behave. But here's the th- here's but the thing. Me, okay, hey, me, men me are, okay, men don't tell us these things though. Okay, but hold on, let me finish. Okay, but I do think we've got to start telling. Okay, you mean I'm women done. have to start telling? I'm done with not telling. Right. No, we have to tell. We have to share, and we have to tell on them. 
Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care what position they're in. I mean, like, you know, Rose McGowan and Harvey Weinstein and Gwyneth Paltrow and every woman that's ever been fucked over by that guy and fucked with by that guy and raped by that guy. You know, we have to tell. We have to tell everybody that we know. Rapes and all that stuff start with just the little touches, the little jokes, the little off color, the, the little disrespects. Oh, they yeah. always start with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally agree. But I also think men, the response that men had to things like the Me Too movement were not strong enough. I did not feel like we had allies mm-hmm. in men. But why weren't men looking at their friends and saying, what the fuck are you up to? Right. What are you doing? I don't understand why men aren't holding other men accountable. And why men aren't raising the men in their family better. I agree. Um, It's just like a he, he, ha, ha, we're boys. This shit happens. But the fact that you're saying that men don't tell other men what they're up to. But if you don't tell, that means that you're too ashamed to share that. Right. And if you're ashamed or if you're secretive or if you're holding a lie... You know it's wrong. I agree. So if you're too ashamed to tell your male friend how you treated that woman, right? you shouldn't have done it. We have to expect more. Well, and I've gone to town on some men friends of mine. And like, you should. I've fucking tried my best to set them in their place. We have to tell. Right. It has to become a such a shameful thing that men check themselves and and go i'm not sure if i should say anything well you know? i my the advice that i gave was post it yep post it why well, i, I post see it th- and tag them i see that on the filmmaker forum like if somebody uh, uh treats another filmmaker badly or you know somebody asks a question and then you know this person just like you know rips into them they'll post the entire thread and then everybody will be like, I'm sorry that you were treated that way. And so, you know, if we can do that for each other in our business, we could definitely do that for each other in our personal lives. Yeah, I think so, too. Greta Gerwig was actually saying that Margot Robbie ends, like, every meeting with a, like, what are our problems? What are the issues? Right. Does anybody here have anything to say? And I really r- admire that. I think that's a beautiful thing to do. Um, so that you're always aware of the temperature of where you're at. Well, if here, here's the thing. You can either be entrapped in a burning building or you could run into the burning building. And when you run into the burning building, at least you have control of where you're going to go and what you're going to do. You're going to be in a burning building when you're making a film. There's going to be, yeah. you know, just everything's going to be falling apart around you. But at least if you're running into it, you have, you know, an ability to, you know, find a direction and make well, a decision. Bring a hose. Yeah, bring or, axe. exactly. Do bring something. Oxygen. Save some people. Save save part of the film. You know, and Margot Robbie just deciding, look, tell me the worst. Give me the worst and that I can find a way to deal with it. I I always did that in um my uh, work. I always Whenever I was called into my boss, I always assumed I was going to be fired. So that way. <laughs> and you were. Well, well, that one time I was, yes. No, <laughs> you usually were, I think. 
<laughs> but if I if I if I got okay with the worst thing happening, then I I kind of felt like I could deal with anything. I just want to say I think you're a really good guy. But, oh, but oh, wait, oh, wait, wait. Why if do you, I what ever, what, if where, I the, ever, where did the butt come from? Well, I'm just warning. This is a warning to your ass. See, I sometimes just get warnings because I have a penis. It has nothing mm, to do with you. Need them. Uh, that's true. I do. Okay. Um, if I ever hear of a woman not feeling safe around you, I will have so many problems with look, you. Look, look, that is one hundred percent your responsibility as not just as a man but as a human to make other people feel safe in your presence yes that's the least we can that's do. the least of these right there that's is the least we can do just making other. people feel secure and safe and that we have their interests at heart and we're not just a bunch of well, fucking ravenous wolves that want to just rip people apart. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. The wind is hitting the microphone now. We need to oh. roll the windows okay. up. Okay. All right. Well, we will be back and let you know what we think of the Meg 2, two. and Barbie. Thanks to our sponsor, Movie Mode Merch, the graphic t-shirt store to outfit you for your next film set. Be the person wearing the t-shirt everyone asks, hey, where'd you get that shirt? Cast and crew alike love these inside jokes and filmmaking-inspired designs. Check them out on Insta at Movie Mode Merch. Morning, babe. Good morning, babe. I have a mouthful of food. This is our post-game. We're not we... doing video because screw you people. Uh, <laughs> it's I too early. I literally woke up 15 minutes ago. We don't look cute right now. I'm not recording my video. Did uh, we see me spill all the popcorn on myself in we the video? We did not see oh, that, but man. I, I recorded some of it. It was like slow motion. <laughs> it was just like... And I just watched well, it happen. I didn't understand why you kept watching it. Because the deed was done. And we might as well complete what happens. Yeah, but it wasn't really done. What happened there, buddy? Um, I, um, knocked all popcorn on myself. Like all of it? Yeah. Hmm. So I guess I'm just going to eat it off my lap here. So here's the question. What? Do we do spoilers? Because there are some specific ideas that I can talk about, that I have opinions about in the Barbie movie. First of all, don't see the Meg 2. The worst piece of shit I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Don't even waste your time. I think no nobody was going to see it anyway, but... <laughs> the only way that people saw it was when they were forced to at the drive-in. Yes, exactly. In a double feature. Which is exactly what happened. It was <laughs> unbelievably bad. The Meg you know, 1 was uh, Le Bohème compared to the Meg 2. <laughs> 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 the Meg, spoiler alert, there was a giant... Octopus. Yes. In this one. Or squid. I'm not sure which. Yeah. No. I think it was an octopus. Okay. Squids are like more of a tube body. They didn't really show the, that. That was another problem with the Meg is that probably a third of the movie took place underwater in the dark. So you well, couldn't tell what the hell was happening. I just, I just have to say, I mean, I wasn't expecting like, you know, realistic like physics or anything um, with this movie. But I will say, there was some shit in there that was cracking me up. Like, they are literally 50,000 like, leagues under the sea. Like 30,000 um, 
uh, feet underwater. They're way down in this like weird, you know, trench. bubble trench thing. They need rescued. So Jason's, Jason Statham, without a, these suits on, without the suits on for the high pressure, um, has no suit and he's going to have to just swim out into the depths. And they try to explain it. And the logic is, is if you blow the air out of your nose. Out of your sinuses. Out of your, out of your sinuses. Then that means that you can be at any depth, which. Don't well, try that at home. What? <laughs> I really what? don't. I don't think you should ever try that. I, 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 no, I, no, no, no. Recently. <laughs> No. You know, we all followed that, you know, that thing, that tragedy that happened with the little submarine. Yes, yes. And there's like six bazillion pounds of pressure. Yeah, yeah. It's down there. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, he's, he's just free diving? Yeah, no. A little alarm. Yeah. But thoroughly enjoyed Barbie. Charming as all get out. Very, very funny on multiple levels. Yeah. I, I liked that her... her awakening let's say was you know her having like thoughts of death and <laughs> depression anxiety well she did well she discovered depth mm -hmm. you know like i love that scene when she's like going out in the park and she's looking around and seeing the different levels of humanity dip happiness sadness anger she's seeing all of it and she's loving it right and that uh, you know, the the world that she thought we were having, mm -hmm. wh where women were empowered and <laughs> running the show, just like they were in Barbie Land. And they get there, and it's actually run by men, you know. And then, yeah, and then Ken decides to start a... Okay, here here's the thing that stupid, stupid men who have issues with this movie. I'm talking to you, Ben Shapiro. I'm sure he's listening right now. So, Ken is not a representation of men. No. Ken is a representation of, Ken. of Ken's. Okay, which is a creation by Mattel that never evolved. That yeah. was that was the whole that that was what Will Ferrell's point was was that we don't think about Ken. Right. We don't talk about Ken. Ken does not evolve. Ken does not change. Well, I think that's a little inaccurate. Be well, maybe not for Ken, but Beach. I mean, I had other Ken dolls. Like I had Todd, I had Derek, Alan. Yeah, I had Alan. You know, Derek was yes, in the Barbie but Ken and the Rockers. never. But Ken never became an astronaut. Ken never became president. No. Ken never became. No, no. No. You know, which is because Barbie is supposed to be a. I mean, look, this movie was surprisingly deep. You had Rhea Perlman basically playing God in it. I mean, it was. Uh, and I think what it does is it does a really good job of portraying the way men in their misogyny come off to women. <laughs> yeah. Because basic all, bitch men. Right, basic bitch men. The, all of the jokes about how to distract a Ken were hilarious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Start talking about the Godfather? Start talking about the Godfather. <laughs> I mean, there were so many great things in it. Weird Barbie was an incredible character. Uh, America Ferreira absolutely killing it. Um, but, I mean, it was Margot Robbie's movie. Uh, Ryan Gosling was a wonderful comic foil. He played um, dumb to a T. But it was her movie. because she sold out. She absolutely grounded the whole thing. I believed, I believed her when she was uh, stereotypical Barbie, and I believed her when she was existential crisis Barbie. It's your definitely your favorite Greta Gerwig movie. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't so crazy about the actual plot. Mm, yeah. The plot was, it got really boring when Ken had taken over Kinland, you know, had taken over Barbie Land. Right. <sighs> and ex that, that, that whole part was like an extended joke of... Yeah, but it was like an extended one joke. Yeah, I mean, it is, right. I liked right. them like rounding up the Barbies and that, having to reprogram them. That was really funny, the way the Barbies would act with the uh, misogynistic cans. Can I get you a brewski beer? <laughs> Mojo Casa. Mojo Dojo Casa. House. Right. I just love having absolutely nothing to think about but serving Ken. Yeah. Really, really smart writing by Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. Well, here's my issue. The mother-daughter relationship. Yeah. It was kind of basic. Well, the daughter really stood there for most of the movie. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. she had hardly anything to do. Mm-hmm. So, that mother-daughter arc. Mm-hmm. Where her mom, this is the thing. They had no actual, like, very few meaningful conversations. The mother-daughter. Well, across the board. Mm -hmm. Like, Barbie has one with Ken. Barbie has one with the woman who created Barbie. Um, but, I mean, America, um, she's, like, putting her heart out there, right? Yeah, the big monologue. The big monologue. Right. And her daughter's listening. Right. And her and there, there's not a scene where her daughter comes up and says, like, I didn't realize that you were having a complex life. Mm -hmm. Like, right. you know, right. you're just my mom. And I feel like this is a thing a lot of girls feel is that there's a day where you grow up mm -hmm. and you realize that your mom or your parents right. are living very complex lives mm -hmm. that you're a part of, right. but you're not the center of. Exactly. It is. And, that kind of like revelatory thing, right? That kind of like mother daughter. You're saying that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Totally. I see that. You know, and and that's honestly the the problem I have with some Gerwig movies. They are middle income. <laughs> mm, okay. You know, they're not swinging for fences, and and this one was much more consistent at that. But when you actually have something you could really say. Mm -hmm. She, like, pulls back. I felt like, though, the movie said so much. And to ding it for not saying more, I think, is weak sauce. Well, that's fine. But it, the the daughter had nothing. Okay. The daughter didn't really... The daughter's character was... She was just like, okay, I'll like you, Mom. Well, yeah. And uh, the other thing that the movie just really did not need, and you could have cast almost anybody in that role, was Will Ferrell's character. God. You know, he just had, he, I mean. He was nothing. Yeah, he was nothing. It was, it was just like he was playing almost like the father character uh, that uh, James Conn played in Elf. I mean, it. I would it, rather have had James Conn. Yeah, it, yeah, right? it was just. Um, and I know that they spent a lot of money on him, which is like, you know, from a filmmaking perspective, I'm like, wow, that was wasted. Well, I guess they thought. You know, he'll attract men. Well, they didn't need. They didn't need it. No, they didn't. You know? <clears throat> but they also paid for it. They yeah. made the money back. Hey, that's fine. Yeah, he really Good on him. Good on him all. The world needed the Barbie movie. Well, the... <laughs> The, the plot, a lot of people were, you know, remember whenever Avatar came out and everybody was saying, oh, it's Dances with Wolves. Right, right, right. 
And they're saying the Barbie movie is the Black Panther. <laughs> but I still think even though the plot was simple to understand, I still feel like there were surprises in the film. Yeah. You know, like I did not know who Rhea, uh, Rhea Perlman's character was. But I did like the connection between the little girl and the Barbie. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that she was having these thoughts, these like existential crisis Barbie thoughts because the little girl who was playing her with her was going through something. Yeah. But it turned out to be a grown woman playing with her. Right, which is also very interesting, which is kind of which like... Which happens. Sure, absolutely. And it's totally okay if it it's happens. It's fine. It's it's totally normal. If you still had your Barbies, babe, you, you would pull them out occasionally. Oh. And then you would force me to Mm-mm. engage. I didn't like playing with other people. Oh, okay. It was all going on in my head. I didn't want other people. Uh, wonderfully directed. By Greta Gerwig. I mean, visually, yeah, all of the... the storytelling was fantastic. No, you you can't. Oh my God, the production design. You can't Jesus ding, You can't ding the look of the film. I was a little. When they had the fold-out ambulance, full size. That was hilarious. That was amazing. And and there were so many of like the toys. You know, the toys that we played. The with. discontinued toys. Yeah. Were hilarious. Well, you had never. Seen... Oh, I've never heard of any of them. You had never seen growing up Skipper. That's so funny. That that idea. Made it all the way through. I'm pretty sure I had that. Right. Or Sugar's Daddy. Sugar's Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted an old man <laughs> to have a bar so that the old man could play with Barbie. How creepy is that? Yeah. Oh my God. That oh. must, I mean, it looked like it was the 70s. Mm. It looked like it was like a Hugh Hefner type vibe with remember. that character. I never had that. Alexa, when did Mattel's Sugar's Daddy come out? From FactRepublic.com, in 2009, Mattel released Sugar Daddy Ken doll aimed at collectors. Oh my god, it happened in 2009? (laughs) A little weird old man with a a a cat. No, No, it was a cat. It was a dog. Sugar was a cat. It was a dog. Are we going to have to ask Alexa again? She's not going to know this. How are you going to say this? And Alexa's going to understand. Alexa was the Mattel toy sugar daddy. Did it have a cat or a dog? From DinaPeak.com, Mattel later confirmed it was an accidental misnaming. The Ken doll only supposed to be the daddy of Sugar the Dog. Oh, Tracy wins. Sugar the dog, weirdo. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. It was like a little They little said piece. it was a mistake? Are you kidding me? Sugar's daddy? That's impossible. No. That's, that's impossible that's that bullshit. it was... It was absolutely impossible. They knew what they were doing. They had to design a logo, bitch. Oh, my God. They tried to sell that? The, some people are stupid. Um, I had so many of those toys. I had so many of them. That's true. You, you were telling me, like... As you were going around. You said you even had Alan. Yes, I had Alan. Oh, who is Ken's buddy. Because yeah. he can wear Ken's clothes. He's not gay, though. He's not gay. Um, He wears Ken's clothes. He's a stalker. <laughs> um, he's just creeping up. He's just hanging out in Ken's clothes. Michael Sarah was quite funny as Alan. Yeah, and he was like an ally. 
He was. He was an ally. And also the Ken with the, with the uh, Ken with the cool earring, also an ally. Yeah, and Sugar's <laughs> daddy was an ally. <laughs> All of the ones living at Weird Barbie's house. Yeah. What kind of a there weird were, what kind of weird stuff happens at Weird Barbie's house? There there were I I was sad that Barbie and the Rockers didn't show up. That had to be a decision. Because they're a band. Why not Barbie and the Rockers? It's a musical. I absolutely agree. I feel because they could have had a scene where Barbie and the Rockers were like on the charts and it was like every single song was, was a Barbie, Barbie and, and the, the Rockers, Rockers song. Right. <laughs> and they were like getting, you know, like Grammys. Grammys. Yes, they were getting Grammys. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well. So I, I, I saw uh, on a uh, Instagram thread and it was like, and people were like talking about <clears throat> the movie and how much they liked it. And then one person said, yeah. It's too bad they couldn't have a female cinematographer. Okay. <laughs> what do you think about that that kind of comment when it's made? Um, well, you have to be really deliberate. Mm-hmm. I, I think, yes, if it was like a female empowerment film, it's a Barbie movie. Right. And you don't have women filling all the roles. It's a lost opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Because a woman didn't shoot a bazillion dollar you know, box office hit. Right. It's yeah. not the fact that she, that the movie was less because a woman was not shooting it. No. It's, and, it's, and honestly, it's a missed opportunity for And honestly, her. the visuals, the way they were shooting, the, you know, basically the, the framing. Mm-hmm. Got real boring in the Kinland section. They could have used a lot more camera movement to help me during that part. Hmm. You know, like if when they went back to Kinland, if it were more of a nightmare scenario and they steady cammed everything, you know, and they really followed Barbie as she discovered That's all an the interesting. shit that had changed. That's an interesting idea. Like they could have done a one Yeah, that would have been fucking awesome. And Look, I almost ate my toast into a star shape this morning. Very well done, babe. I'm, I'm, I'm quite proud of I'm you. I'm done for the day. Yeah, you're done for the day. Well, we're done for the day, too. Go out and see Barbie. Let's get it to another billion dollars. How great would it be if Barbie became the best-selling movie of all time, taking over Avatar? Okay? Blech. Yeah. All right. We'll send it. That was it. <laughs> it's hard not to get romantic about movies. Thanks for listening to Married to Movies. John and Tracy will meet you for breakfast tomorrow. Thanks to our sponsor, Movie Mode Merch. Comfortable graphic tees made by and for awesome filmmakers to wear on set and off. Check them out on Insta at Movie Mode Merch. Mm-hmm.